Amen. Ruth chapter number 4, I read from verse 4 to 6, and then we will travel from there. Amen. Glory to God. And I thought to advertise thee, um, to tell thee, saying, buy it before the inhabitants and before the elders of my people. Note this scripture. If thou will redeem it, redeem it. But if thou will not redeem it, then tell me that I may know, for there is none to redeem it beside thee. And I am after thee. And he said, I will redeem it. Next verse. Next verse. Then said Boaz, what day, whatsoever day that thou buyest this field of the hand of Naomi, thou must buy it also of Ruth, the Moabite, the wife of the dead, to raise up the name of the dead upon his inheritance. And the kinsman said, I cannot redeem it for myself, lest I mar my own inheritance. Redeem thou my right to thyself. For I cannot redeem it. I want to start something this morning. Very interesting thoughts. And the, 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 the theme and the text, the topic this morning is Jesus is the real deal. Jesus is the real deal. Jesus is not a fake transaction. It's the real transaction. It's the real deal. Look at four people around you and tell them Jesus is the real deal. Say Jesus is real. Jesus is. Come on, say it one more time. Say Jesus is the real deal. Say it one more time. Say, Jesus is the real deal. Father, thank you for your word. Give your people understanding as you give me utterance in Jesus' matchless name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I have to rush this this morning. We've done a lot today. Glory to God. I say this to you every Sunday morning that the purpose of theology is for Christology. And the purpose for Christology is for soteriology. So I read my Bible to know about Christ. And once I see Christ, the salvation plan is revealed to me. So what is theology? Theology is the study of God. What is Christology? Christology is the role of Christ. What is soteriology? That is the salvation plan to mankind. So why do I read my Bible? I read my Bible to know about Christ. And once Christ is revealed, salvation is downloaded to me. Now the reason I know about Christ is because Christ is the word of God. The Bible is a book. The word of God is a person. That's why your Bible can fall to the ground, but the word of God can not fall to the ground because the word of God is a person. What I'm saying to you is that the soup is in the pot, but the pot is not the soup. The reason we open the Bible to read is because when we open the Bible, and anytime we open the Bible to read, we have revelation of the person called the word of God. You cannot know God outside of Christ because Christ is the accurate and absolute revelation of the Father. The reason there's a gross misrepresentation of God is because people attempt to know God outside of Christ. Christ is not God um, trying to defend, Christ is not trying to defend God's identity. Jesus is God speaking for himself. That means Jesus came to sort out the opinion about God that don't listen to Elijah, Elijah can show you God. Don't listen to Moses, Moses can show you God. Jesus came to introduce himself as God to mankind. Jesus is the very God of 
very God. Jesus is not iPhone 14 and God is iPhone 14 Pro Max. Jesus is God. Isaiah got it right when he said, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, the government shall be upon his shoulders, his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Everlasting Father, the great I am, the Prince of Peace, the real God. Jesus is the very God of very God. If you can't know Jesus, you don't know God. So you don't even go, you know, the person is just, it's just one of those religion, you know, is, you know, is, we are all serving the same God. No, we are not serving the same God. If it's not Jesus, there is no God. If there is no God, there is no Jesus. You know how we do it every, every Sunday morning? Can we do it together? K-N-O-W, Jesus. K-N-O-W, God. N-O, Jesus. N-O, God. Fly away, Jesus. Fly away, God. Come back, Jesus. Come back. Because Jesus is the very God of very God. Jesus is the word of God. Why is Jesus the word of God? Jesus was all God wanted to say. So when he said Jesus, there was absolutely nothing else for him to say because he is the word of God. The Bible says you search the scriptures, John chapter 4, 5, for in them you think you have eternal life, but they are they which testify of me. That means you can't reject Jesus and go to the Bible because the content of the Bible, everything is talking about Jesus. John chapter, Revelations chapter 9 verse 11, he says, Revelations 9 verse 11, he says, and I saw heaven open and behold a white horse and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true and in him um, and, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. Next verse and he says his eyes were as flame of fire on his head were many crowns and he had the name written that no man knew. He had a name written that no man knew and the name is called. Next verse the next verse and he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood and his name is called what? The word of God. So the word of God is Jesus' coded name. He is the word of God. Somebody said the word of God. He's a person in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The same was with him in the beginning. All things were made by him and without him was anything made that was made. In him was life and the life was the light of men. First John chapter 5 verse 7. He says, "Yeah, three that bears witness in heaven. The father, the word, and the spirit. He didn't say there are three. First John chapter 5 verse seven, 17. Seven rather. And there are three that bear weak record in heaven. The father, the word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. He didn't say the father, the son. He said the father, the word. So you can actually say in the name of God the father, the word, and the spirit. And you are right. Because the son is the word. The son is the word. But you mistake that word son of God as maybe a lower version of God. No. Son of God is the God. The father in the flesh is what you call son of God. It's the father in the flesh. The spirit is the father in the believer. So that term son of God is not you and your daughter. It's not me and my son. No. That is just subservient or maybe a younger version. No, 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 no. When you hear what son of God is, the father came in the flesh. They called him son of God. The father came in the believer. It's called the spirit of God. So he's God in creation, his son in redemption, his spirit in regeneration. Everything is still H2O. It's ice, it's liquid, it's vapor, but it's still H2O, is water. So he's God. Solid, ice, liquid, water, vapor, spirit. And I like that vapor part, spirit, because it can enter everywhere and be in everyone at the same time. Glory to God. Glory to God. Tell anybody, I carry this God within me. He's in me. 
is in me. Because salvation is not God with man. Salvation is not God and man. Salvation is man in God and God in man. So I'm not outside God. I'm seated in Christ. I'm not seated with him. I'm seated in Christ. I carry the very God of very God. Glory to God. Glory to God. I said glory to God. So once salvation takes place, you have received that expensive gift. Salvation makes you expensive. Are you listening to me? Your cars and your houses, beautiful stuff. But salvation actually makes you expensive. No, you never tell anybody I'm expensive. Or say it where say I'm expensive. But because, you know, we don't value salvation. And that's one of the biggest problems we have in church. So get, I can say to you now, the lapse. Okay, that brother just got saved. And guess what we say? Oh, that's really good. That other brother just won a million dollars. Ah! God has done it. Because in our mind, that one million dollars contract is more valuable than salvation. Something's wrong with us. Because of that mindset. So you see why, why um, Apostle, Apostle Paul said, I wish that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Because you can be saved. First Timothy 2 verse 4. You can be saved, but you do not know what just happened to you. So you just think uh, salvation is... No, salvation is the gift that keeps on giving and the cup that never runs dry. Everything is in salvation. I said this to you last week. Everything you need from God was installed in you at salvation. Oh God. Oh God, you did. Everything you need from God was installed in your spirit at salvation. Nothing is coming extra. It's from within. Salvation is big deal. But like I shared with you last week, Jesus is not enough for us. We want something else. We want the other gyras. So when we stumble, oh Jesus, when we need money, Jehovah Jireh. Because in our mind, Jaira is the CBN part of God. It's the vault. It's Jehovah Emefele. With filter. Not knowing that Jesus is enough. And I showed you last week, I feel like showing you again, where that word Jehovah Jaira came from. It has nothing to do with money. It has nothing to do with money. Pastor Lion, give me the scripture. Has that Jehovah? So even me, I've been, you know, I've been, people have been asking me, so where did we get it from? That whole, if you want money, he is your, we will sing about it. If you want money, he is your gyre. If you want peace, he is your, where did we get it from? How did we, how did we, man, and that is that whole prosperity gospel. How did we manipulate everything to Jesus being a means to an end? So, so, so where did that gyra thing come from? Because to the believer, salvation is not enough. And that's the problem. And Abraham called, no, give me, from, from backdrop from this, come on. And he, he said, lay not thy hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything upon him. When Abraham was going to kill his son, for now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thy only son from me. Do you know the story? Next verse. And Abraham lifted up his eyes. Watch this. And looked and behold, behind him a ram caught in the ticket by the horns. You know the story, right? And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering 
in the stead of his son. Did you see the scripture? Next verse. And Abraham called the name of the place. You understand why it's been? He called the name of the place Jehovah. So it was an event center. Look, this is the look, look at it. So how did we make this thing the one who gives us money? When the actual interpretation of Jehovah Jireh is our substitute. Because on this Mount Moriah, God provided a substitute for his son. If you look back on Mount Moriah, you see Mount Calvary, where the original and the real substitute, the real deal was coming to die for us. How did Jireh become CBN to us? Something's wrong with us. I mean, it's right there. How did, and it was a place, not God. How did it become the one who gives you money? He provided what? So if Abraham and the Lord cried, and Abraham cried and said, Lord, Lord, for my, my land, take it down my land for me, for I have not the money to pay for the land. And God said to Abraham, Abraham, look to your right. Look at that bag of money. Go pay for the land. And Abraham said, oh, Jehovah Jireh. Then it will make sense. But the, what was provided here was substitution because salvation is the big deal. That's the real deal. So when, so it, it's like even when they sing it overseas, they understand it more than us. I will be content in any F second for Jire, you are enough. But Nigeria owner, Jire, supply my needs. Because that's how we view Jaira. But you, you have it right there. Jehovah Jaira is the one who provides what? Substitute. The Bible cannot mean to you today what it did not mean to his original audience. You can't remix it, my dear. You can't remix it. You can't superimpose it. No, no. Leave it the way. It's a sacred document for salvation matters. It's not a sacred document for business class. It's not a document to perspire, to acquire, to recover the container. No, that's not what we do here. It's a, it's a document to talk about Jesus. Let's be guided. But we don't understand how salvation works. Or else, you be, when, when a sinner, you know how preaching, let me, let me deal with this. Let me just talk. I was talking to Mainland Church last week, and I said, if you ask the believer here, what do you want to say? I want to build God a house. That's a big dream we have. You understand that? That's you can now, you know, some of you, your fathers even have chairs in their village church that nobody can sit on. Oh, you don't know? Oh, that, you know, worry. Ask your friends, they'll tell you. That because they built the church and donated the chairs, whether they are in church or not, the chair is left because they built God a house. So God was telling me, tell your people to build me a house. Build me a house. I'm like, okay, build God a house. So God said to me, no, 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 that's not what you're thinking about. Every time a soul gets saved. Yeah. 
every time you bring somebody to the saving grace of the gospel, you have built God a house. Because you have given you have given him a life to enter. It'll be nice to build us a structure, beautiful. But guess what? All those structures will come and go. But that did they close structure during COVID? But you couldn't close the house of the man that God lives inside. So why do we give? We give because what we are doing here is building God a house. And it's just beyond this pay for the lease of the house. It's souls that are being transformed. Got a message from a lady in church. Say, Piflo, thank you for your life. By now, I've been jumping from one bed in Lagos to another bed in Lagos because that's all I knew how to do. And God said to me, you just built a house. Because I'm living inside of her. So what is happening to her is inner transformation, not behavior modification. Are you listening to me? That's what I'm talking about this morning. So salvation is big deal. Ask your neighbor, are you saved? If the answer you say, that's big deal. Mark 8.36, it says, what shall he profit a man if he gains the whole world? Oh, come on, come on, come on. And loses. So, so, so you know I mean? the, the, the price of a man's soul, if you put the world together, is still not enough. Yes. No, you don't understand. Yes, it does not equate. If you put the wealth of the world together, does not equate to one soul. Does not equate to one soul. Tell anybody I'm, I'm expensive. Say it again, I'm expensive. The, the, the worth of the new creation man is the blood of Jesus. No, you didn't hear me. No, you didn't hear me. I'll say it again. Every man has a price. The price of the believer is the blood of Jesus. Ah! It's expensive. That's why I can tell you your life is not for sale. Because nobody can buy it. Nobody can buy it. You were bought with the precious price. The blood of Jesus. Tell anybody I'm really expensive. Every man has a price. You are right. My price is the blood of Jesus. And it's the blood of Jesus. Oh my God. I feel the anointed. I feel the anointed. Today, I amplify the speakings of the blood of Jesus. That everyone that is contending for your life and your business, your family, we present to them the blood of Jesus. We present to them the blood of Jesus. Oh, that amen is too weak. I said we present to them that finished work, the blood of Jesus. Your life is not for sale. Your health is not for sale. Your family is not for sale. Your job is not for sale. Your contract's not for sale. We secure it by the blood of the eternal covenant. If this is your word, shout amen, somebody. Oh God. Amen. 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 First Corinthians 7:23. Let's see Bible. It says, Ye are bought with a price. Be not ye the servants of men. No, you've been bought with a price. Fully paid. Are you seeing this? Bought with a price. 
God owns you by, sorry, let me preach this. God owned you by creation, lost you in creation, but redeemed, repurchased you through redemption. Oh, I'll explain. So when God created man in Adam, man fell and he lost man in Adam. In order to get man back, he now puts his life as the purchasing power. He was both the offering, the offerer, and to the one it was offered to. <laughs> hey. Hey. The courtroom, the judge, the jury, and everything. Say, so, okay, you know what? I'm going to go in line. This thing that I lost, I'm going to put my blood and my life on the line. The devil cannot match that one. The host of darkness cannot. No human being. So I'm going to put my life as the worth for this thing. That means you were owing one million naira. He came and dropped one billion pounds. One trillion pounds. In a way that if you go back to oh, your lifetime is too short. To exist. To exceed. That thing that he put in. What are you talking about? That's what he did. For one life. Glory to God. So, your life, so you can never be in debt. Can never be in debt. First Peter 1 verse 18. I'm preaching. I know I'm preaching. First Peter 1 verse 18. For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with... Cor- Let me tell you. Let me go this. Every product gives praise to the creator and the redeemer. I'll tell you this. Very easy. If you go out there and you see a Lamborghini, strong, dry, like they say, packed outside. There are two people you are going to give praise to. They're going to say, ah, Lamborghini, don't create this one again. Oh, these guys are mad, oh. You know how you talk about Apple products, man. This is really, you are giving praise to the creator. But when you now hear that the G-Wagon outside, the new one, is for Pastor Flourish. Ah, did they beat me for him? I come here. It's for, it's for, uh uh-uh. see the, see the, see the dry, uh-uh. see before, uh uh-huh. I remember day I'll preach for me today. I'll draw my boobies coming. Even okay. What do you then say? Omo, piflo, baba. That is who? The Redeemer. He didn't create it, but when he paid for it, he purchased it. In the same way, God is about to do something in your life, through your life and with your life, that men will either give praise to God, your creator, or your redeemer. If this is your word, shout amen, somebody. Tell the neighbor, my life will bring praise to God. Say it one more time, my life will bring praise to God. Shout it one more time, my life will bring praise to God. Say it loud, my life will bring praise to God. In the name. Now the problem with you is that you think that your situation diminishes the glory within you is a lie. Rolls Royce in Igondo is still Rolls Royce. Yes. Bentley in Egbeda, Idumota is still Bentley. A hundred dollars here in Lekki is still a hundred dollars in Ikotu. You ask, oh, because it's Ikotu, so ah, go Ireland or China for you. And I lie, you even more expensive there. So the value doesn't change because of where you are. Oh God. The value doesn't change because of where you are. You must go with the consciousness. You know what? I'm really expensive. I'm really, I'm not for everybody. 
Salvation is not, is not cheap. Oh. Even if it's free, it's not cheap. Somebody paid for it. If you get a gift that is expensive and you are treating it anyhow, it's because you didn't pay for it. I'm the kind of guy, you give me any gift, I will, I will, I will polish it. I will keep it because I know that it's expensive. Yeah? And I can't purchase it, but the fact that you gave it to me, I will value it more. Because the fact that salvation is free doesn't mean it's cheap. Somebody died for it. Somebody died my death. Somebody died. I'm expensive. Say it one more time, I'm expensive. Because what you do and what you have do not weigh as who you are. Thou art weighed in the balances and art found wanting. What you do, because you know, what you do, we like it. What do you have, we like it. Who are you? They're not the same. But once we meet people at Lagosians, so what do you do? Then from what do you do, we're trying to find out what does he have. We're trying to put you whether this will be my VIP friend or this will be my... Size you up. Because we're all users in Lagos. Just keep looking straight. When you get home, nod your head. You're looking for her. So, so, so this can connect me to that. So, so what do you do? So where, where you, uh, we're calculating. But what you do and what you have do not weigh as who you are. And that's why we keep, oh, I, I, I just got into the wrong. The reason you keep getting into the wrong circle is that you're looking for what they do. You're looking for what they have. You're never asking who they are. When you get home, nod your head. If you can say amen, say out. You're asking for what they do. You're asking for what they have. But you're not asking who they are. Because what you do and what you have do not weigh as who you are. Things have really changed. You know, we, we're growing up, my, you know, you meet Goki's dad when he was alive. As soon as he meets you next, who's your father? That's what he used to ask. Who's your father? Now, as you meet anybody, so what do you do? Even our parents are asking that question. So what does he do? We're not even asking first, who's the dad? The values have changed. Those days, like, who, who is that? Who's the, who's the father? Where, where are they from? Where, because they're trying to ask your value. Where are you from? But now, it's, so where does he work? That's your boyfriend. Where does he work? What does he do? It's important to money. <laughs> so something has changed. So we don't even, then we'll find out, say, hey, I hope he's not God-fearing. That's actually the fifth question. That's the sixth or the fifth question. Hey, but it's God, God fearing. Hey, no, it doesn't have to be perfect, you know. No, you know, you know. No, it doesn't go to church. No, not really like that. You just have a good heart. <laughs> then you now you not come to my office and start. I'm warning you now. Don't stress me. 2023. He's not born again. He's not born again. He's nice. Niceness is not the fruit of the spirit. So nice, so nice, he makes me love her. It's a very charity. Every month he gives food to the poor, he gives food to this, he pays for this. That doesn't make you saved. That doesn't make you saved. Niceness is not the fruit of the spirit. But so see, he see his heart and see his heart is pure. Like see P flow. See, he say, he say, he's don't stress me 2023. Because you are setting yourself up for something that will require many counseling. 
in future. If you can't say amen, say ouch. Why? Salvation is the real deal. Paul says, henceforth we know no man after the flesh, but after the spirit. That means when we see people, we are finding, you know, what's the stuff you're made of? Thank God for Jesus. Thank God for Jesus. Tell neighbor, I'm, I'm really expensive. Oh, say it well, I'm, I'm expensive. Say it well, I'm really expensive. I'm expensive. Why? Because I carry Jesus. Say it because I carry Jesus. Say because I carry Jesus. Oh, anybody who left you don't know better thing. I don't know better. I don't, I'm sure I don't know better thing. Not a vex. You say you don't know better thing. You don't know better thing. Sir, one man I said, I said, that guy left you like this. Ah, an enemy has done that. First Peter, let me see, read something from First Peter. First Peter says, For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things, such as what silver and gold. If this was 2022 message, you would say, such as dollar, pounds, bitcoin. It says, from your vain lifestyle, that's the word conversation, they received by the traditions from your fathers. Next verse. But with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish, and we, that's, how, that's how God brought you back. Hi! And we don't, we don't appreciate this thing. Put it in the message translation. You know that message is petty. See now. Your life is a journey you must travel with a deep consciousness of God. Watch it. It costs God plenty to get you out of that dead end, empty-headed life. It went there. You grew up in. He paid with Christ's sacred blood, you know. He died like an unblemished sacrificial lamb. Hey! And this was no afterthought. God was not reacting on the cross. Oh, For the lamb was slain from the foundations of the world. He says this was no afterthought. Even though it was only lately at the end. It was sorry. It was only... It, even though it has only lately at the end of the ages become public knowledge, God always knew he was going to do this for you. He always knew. He was not reacting. Are you seeing this? It was not, it was not an off that to say, Hey, Adamo, hey, hey, human being, men has come, men has come. Why would you do this now? Angel, what are we going to do? He said, Daddy, enter. No, 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 no. He was not reacting. He was not reacting. He secured it from the foundations of the world. He secured it from the foundations of the world. He was not reacting. When Jesus died on the cross, it's not when he died. That's when he became public. Oh, God. <laughs> When he died, it's not when he died, that's when he became public. Because this lamb was slain from the foundations of the earth. He was not reacting. God had the plan all along. Was set in motion. No problem, I got you. Tell anybody I'm expensive. Anybody who leaves you, you know, they see where. You know, they see where. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 20. 
First Corinthians 6 verse 20. Let me show you something. It says, for you are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Bought with a price. It's clear. Tell them I'm bought with a price. I'm very expensive. I have the real deal. You know, God was talking to me about Moses and Co. They didn't have the real deal. They had the shadow. And they held on to shadows. We have the real one. Inside. Hi. Hi. You know, Moses. You know. How do I say this? With due respect to Jesus, Moses had more supernatural than Jesus. Walkings. That's why you don't go to a church because of the miracles. Because that is a wrong reason to go to church. The process can be wrong. The miracles will still be there. I taught you on Wednesday another Jesus, another spirit, another gospel. God said to Moses, speak to the rock. He struck the rock. Water came out. They drank. Nobody died. So stop saying, but there are miracles. That doesn't mean anything. Jesus. Say Jesus walked on water. Moses, Uncle Mo, Water. Split the sea into two. Then walked on dry land. Say, Jesus, multiply fish and bread. Every morning, Moses is a feed million people. Normal level. Fresh bread. Every morning, say, hey, not keep it tomorrow. If tomorrow you go rotting. New one, they call normal level. Every morning. IDP come. Everybody, they chop. Regular level. Are you joking? So you cannot use the supernatural as a basis to know whether God is there. How do you know? Is the teaching of the gospel. His death. His burial. His resurrection. If you don't hear this thing, you may be interacting with another Jesus. Another spirit. And another gospel. Those of you who want to know me, you know, when I just go there, oh my, just the vomit, like the vomit cancer. On oh, my, like this, I'm like, why do we, why do we like this, this magic show? You, you traveled, came to church. After traffic, a pastor brought his shoe, opened it. You saw your passport, you took it. I'm so glad that there are mighty miracles amongst us. So it's not because oh, they don't have miracles. They are mighty, plenty. But our focus is the gospel. I've seen places where it moves from the gospel to miracle. They will start inventing miracles. I'm a church boy, not be today. Because that's the pressure to perform. Because you brought them to see miracle. You have to keep it. I have no pressure. The reason you come here is you, you hear the word of God's grace. I just labor in the word of God and keep showing you Jesus and all he has done for you. And that's the biggest miracle. Because Jesus is not a means to an end. This Moses, who, after he did all of this in balls, he now said to God, show me your glory. So he didn't even have glory. Yes, now. He, yeah. God now said, Moses, you know, they're not born you. You can't see my glory. Because the glory of God is Jesus. God who commanded light to shine out of darkness has shown in our heart to give the revelation of the glory of God in the face of Jesus. So with all of those things Moses had, he didn't, there was no glory there. The Bible says Moses had a veil on his face so that the people would not know that the glory is fading. Read your Bible properly. I taught you now that they will not know that the glory is fading. That's why he had, so, not because the glory was powerful. No, read your Bible. Because he was fading, Moses covered it. 
but you have the glory that is exceeding for Christ in you the hope of glory shout yes somebody what are you talking about the guy you scope for there he no say the glory go fade he just ah says bright it's too much too much cover it so they will not know next year the way some churches will empty out because you cannot maintain that faded glory let me leave it you can't maintain it you can't keep keep you can't keep the people in fear for too long no because fear you have to maintain it do you see me calling you where did you go to which church if you like go if you like don't go no i just have a tiny door at my entrance to bring slim sheep in then i feed them fat they can't leave For the monitor your Instagram. Where, where did you go? Where, who is this one? Who is this your daddy? Who is that? Who's that? Nivo, who has that time? You like go when you finish. One day something will hit you and say, hmm, I need to hear this word of life. Now only you will use your two left leg waka come here. I know my I, I know my kitchen work is strong. Don't worry. Don't do that. So, so when you go to who's this person? No, no, no. I'll just advise you. As you keep, you know, some of you have like four daddies in the Lord. So, so six. I'm daddy here. Daddy here. Daddy here. I know when I lay hands on you because there are many daddies who are wrong with you. Stay one place. It's okay. But this Moses had not. Moses. Moses bobo demo. Let me show you something now. Exodus 16. And when the children of Israel, oh God, let me explain this verse to you. You may be angry when I am done explaining it, but don't, don't be angry. I apologize. Adi, are you ready for this? Okay. When the children of Israel saw it, they said one to another, it is manna. King James messed up with this. It is manna is not what is there. Manna means what is this. So hence the following statement. For they did not know what it was. And Moses now said unto them, This is the bread which the Lord has given you to eat. So in their mind they were chopping bread from God. Jesus is the real deal. What is manna? Manna is what is this? Jesus is not what is this. Jesus is this is it. Jesus is not what is this. Jesus is this is it. So how many of you used to read our daily manna? What you were saying is our daily what is this? Our daily ogini. Our daily kilele. That is the meaning of the word manna. Manna means what is man who in the original give me the jewish translation when the people of israel saw it they asked each other man who what is it because they didn't know what it was moshe answered them it is the bread which adonai scam it was not adonai that gave them any bread it was Moses and the angels, they did transaction. 
and gave them bread to chew. Man who, but you see believers, I'm reading my daily manner. I read it too. And his ma- what is, you are just reading my daily, what is this? That is the beginning. That's why you were not understanding, not be your fault. You selves. He meant my daily, what is this? Jesus is not what is this. Jesus is this is it. The real deal. They had fake bread. John 6, 48. See Jesus serving them now. Oto, oto. Gave it to them. I am what? The bread of life. <laughs> that means that bread you people ate, that's not me. I know they did, they are fake. I am the real deal. I am what? The bread of life. Next verse. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. Jesus ruffled. Tell My father ate bread. My father ate bread and he died. No sense. I'll get bread. Next verse. This is the bread which come down from heaven. That means that one that, that came out from that sky is not, is not the real bread. This is the bread. This is the real bread which come down from heaven that a man may eat thereof and not die. 51. It says, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. I am the real deal which came down from heaven. I am the original which came down from heaven. I am the true one which came down from heaven. I am the real one which came down from heaven. I am not the fake. I am not the photocopy. I am not the fake copy. I am the real one. Shout yes, somebody. If any man eats this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I will give for the life. Somebody says it's communion. It's not communion. That's salvation. Please, let's be guided. That's salvation, not communion. Stay guided, and I'll prove it to you. You take this bread and you live forever. John 3, 16. Give me verse 58. Give me verse 58. Give me verse 58 first before we go to John 3, 16. 58 says, this is the bread which came down from heaven. Not as your father did its manna and are dead. He that eateth of this bread shall live forever. How do you live forever? John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes will not perish but what? Live forever. So how do you eat this bread? You eat by believing. Yeah. Tell your neighbor, I believe. I believe. And when you believe, then when you want to chew it well, you, you speak. Tell your neighbor, I believe. I believe. And then you speak. That's it. So table manners here, physically, is when you're eating, you don't talk. But in the spirit, when you're eating, you talk. Because you, that's how you chew. That's how you believe. So as I'm preaching, now you start talking. He says, I'm healed, therefore, I am healed. He says, I'm blessed, therefore, I am blessed. He says, I'm prosperous, therefore, I'm prosperous. He says, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, therefore, I am the righteousness of... As you begin to speak, you are eating. Come on, somebody, eat for a while, eat for a while. Speak God's word. Speak God's word. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm, I'm almost done. I'm, we're going to close in time regardless. The Bible says, Psalm 107 verse 2. Let the redeemed of the Lord say what? Say, I am the redeemed of the Lord. 
It's not let the redeemed of the Lord say so, so. No, no, no. He say acknowledge it. I am the redeemed of the Lord. Somebody say, I'm the redeemed of the Lord. My life is not for sale. I'm the redeemed of the Lord. My life is not for sale. You see, no matter how angels can sing, they can't sing about redemption. Ah, ah, ah. They struggled. When we're gathering like this, this is the university of angels. They're taking notes as we are talking. Because the things we are saying are deep mysteries to them. Give me First Peter, First Peter 1 verse 12. Let me show you something. Is, is it First Peter 1 verse 12? Glory to God. Uh, yeah, First Peter 1 verse 12. My God, unto whom it was revealed, that was not unto themselves, but unto us, they did minister the things which are now reported unto you by them that have preached the gospel unto you with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven. Which things the angels desire to look into? That means as we are talking, angels are wondering, wow. Wow. So when you are singing, oh, the blood of Jesus, you're wondering, wow, the blood of Jesus can't wash them, but it has washed us. When we, 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 we're blessed people. You see what I mean? Tell your neighbor I'm expensive. I have the real deal. My life is not for sale. Say it loud, my life is not for sale. Okay, we continue. You see, there are three, three terms for redemption, and then we close. One is gorazo. Gorazo means Jesus came to the market and bought you out of the market. That's Gorazo. The second term for redemption is Exagorazo. Exagorazo means Jesus came to the market, didn't buy you out, bought the market. That's Exagorazo. The third one is Lutro. Lutro means Jesus came to the market, didn't just buy the market, closed the market and sent everybody out. That's redeemed and released. Redeemed and released. I decree for everyone under the sound of my voice, you are redeemed and released. Oh, Oh my God, you can't hear me? I decree everyone under the sound of my voice, you are redeemed and released. In the name of Jesus, you are released to move into your future. You are released to have your baby. You are released to build your company. You are released to build your own life. You are released to be everything God has called you to be. You are released to come out of that father's house and all its limitation. You are released to prosper beyond anyone's expectation. You are released to be a line crosser and a barrier breaker. I decree in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth you are released to be everything God has ordained you to be in the name of Jesus I decree come out of your past move into your future away from your origin come into your destiny you are now free to be everything God has called you to be and to do in the name of Jesus you move from Gorazo you move from Exagorazo you come to Lutro the market is closed because when Jesus died on the cross of Calvary, he didn't just buy the market out, he closed the market out and loosed everyone to come into all that God has called them to be. I decree and declare let the redeemed of this the Lord in this room declare that they are the redeemed of the Lord. I prophesy in the name of Jesus that he whom the Son hath set free is 
free indeed. You're free to come into all. You're free to come into power. You're free to come into abundance. You're free to come into prosperity. You're free to come into abundance. I decree in the name of Jesus. You're free to carry your baby. You're free to settle down now. You're free to build your house. You're free to build your destiny. You're free to build your company. In the name of Jesus. If this is your word, throw your hands up. Shout thank you, Jesus. I'm free. I'm free. Nothing is holding me. I'm free. I'm free. Nothing is holding me. I'm free. Nothing is holding me. I don't care where they, where they bound you before, but now you're free. Nothing is holding you. You were bought with a price. You were bought with a price. I don't care what they call it, family altars, family, this, that, and the other can no longer affect you. Why? You've been bought by the precious price, and it is the blood of Jesus. Now I amplify the speakings of the blood of Jesus over your life, and I silence every voice from the pit of hell speaking against your life and your destiny ascends the power of the Holy Ghost in this room on a different dimension right now I wage war in the spirit take my foot down I am in Christ Jesus I put on my apostolic mantle seated in Christ over this house and I insist that you are liberated to come into everything that God has called you to do in the name of Jesus I hear apostolic push in this house something is pushing you into your destiny something is pushing you into everything something begins to push you after this meeting if this is your word throw your hands up shall thank you Jesus you're moving everything that has stopped you loses you now i say you're moving you're moving you're moving 2022 will not end without your testimony i sense a big break for somebody i don't know who's person i don't know where you are standing in this room but thus says the lord you can sit like a pillar of salt and look like the first lady of the state of emergency maybe this is not your word but if this is your word you are in this room this year will not end without your testimony this end will not this year will not end without your liberation you're coming into your purpose you're coming into your own you're buying assets you're taking territories you're being everything God has called you to be in the name of Jesus if this is your word throw your hands up shout thank you Jesus Woo! I feel it in this room something is pushing you out of your past it's time to move you cannot be held down I came for you brother I came for you sister I may not have come this morning for everybody but there's somebody in this room and there's something in your spirit and it's talking to me it's time to move you've been stuck in this position for years but it's time to move I decree it's time to move you wanted a word from God here is your word it's time to move I decree that the propelling power of the most high begins now to move you into your destiny into your place into your sinner if this is your world throw your hands up shout thank you Jesus your seat sit sit we're just talking Woo!
talking about moving. I'm moving. I'm free now. I'm moving. Free now. Move. Free now. I'm free to move. I'm free to move. I'm moving. I'm moving. And our text this morning, I'm done. I'm done. Our text this morning is about Ruth. There was a man in scripture, his name is Elimelech, I believe, who got married to Naomi. Naomi and Elimelech had two sons. And then the Bible says, Naomi lost Elimelech. And the biggest problem with us is that he left Bethlehem, the place of bread. Don't leave the place of bread. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Don't leave the place where the bread of life the bread of the gospel is being taught. I say this to you every day. Don't go to a Bible-believing church. Go to a Jesus-revealing church. Don't leave the place of bread. Don't leave the place of bread. And he died, and then the two sons died too. And when the two sons died, they had wives. One is Opa and Ruth. And so the mother of the boys called Opa and Ruth and said, you know what? It is finished. Even if I get married today, get pregnant now. How long are you going to wait to have a son from me that you can get married to? So, Ruth, chapter 1, verse 14 to 16. He called them, she called them and said, you know, it's, it's time. I have nothing against you. You didn't kill my husband. You didn't kill my sons. Life has happened to me. It's time for you to go. And... Opera looked at her and kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth Cleave. Watch out for people who are just going to kiss and leave. Who are just kissers. Watch out for those who are cleavers. At this point, she said, no, I, it's okay. I'll kiss you and leave. But the next verse, 15 says something very powerful. Correct. And she said, behold, thy sister-in-law is gone unto her people and unto her gods. Because <laughs> people, people, people default to familiar. They don't default to better. Ah, you, oh, my God. Nobody defaults to better. They default to familiar. So when the push comes to shove, she, I, I still have gods. And return down like your sister-in-law. Next verse. But Ruth said, entreat me not to leave thee or to return from following after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go. And where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my, thy God. Opera can default to her gods. Oh, come on. You keep looking straight like you don't know what I'm talking about. But, but, but I, I'm going to go to your God. Because people only default to familiar. They don't default to better. Until better becomes your familiar, you are never going to default. I've preached. I've preached. So check, check. before you hang around with somebody, find their default setting. Because you are your default setting. 
If your default setting is not Christ, the solid rock on which I stand. I mean, when life will give you some, some blows, what do you default to shows me who you are. People default. So Ruth went with the mother-in-law. I'm, I'm closing. I went to Bethlehem, the place of bread. Don't leave the place of bread for stones. The stone is the law. The bread is grace. And so they got to the place and there was a man called Boaz who was kinsman to the Elimelech family. You know the story? If you don't know the story, you didn't do Sunday school and growing up, then listen attentively. This is your Sunday school. And so Elimelech met, cut the chase, met Ruth, and now there is chemistry that could resort to biology from physics. You get it. And so Elimelech said, sorry, Boa said, no problem, I'm going to fix this. We can, we, can, we, can, we can make this official. Then Boa said, but the problem is that there is a kinsman before me. There is a guy who must come in and ask for your hand in marriage before me. But first, yeah, but now there is not, there's a land of Naomi that needs to be bought. So Boa said to the kinsman, I'm advertising this to you, saying, buy it before the inhabitants and before the elders of the people, my text. And if thou redeem it, redeem it. If thou will not redeem it, then tell me that I may know, for there is none to redeem it beside thee, and I am after thee. And he said, I will redeem it. Next verse. Then Boaz said, stay with me. It's a good story. Boaz said, what day that thou buyest this field of the hand of Naomi? Thou must buy it also of Ruth the Moabite, the wife of the dead, to raise up the name of the dead upon his inheritance. That means you buy the land, you buy the babe. For, oh, the land there is a type of the world. For God so loved the world. And it was not just the world he was going after. He was going after the babe. Oh, God. Oh, God. The church. The church, but in order to redeem the church, he has to redeem the land. Oh God, oh God, did you did, did you see that? In order to get the babe, I have to get this land. But through it to the first kinsman redeemer, his name is Adam, and he could not. Next verse, then the kinsman said, "I cannot redeem it for myself, lest I mar my own inheritance." Redeem me, thou, my right to thyself. What he did here, he lost his right to birth Christ. Because Christ was in this transaction. Christ was in this deal. But the guy did not know that Christ was involved in this deal. So guess what? Boaz and Ruth got married because he got the land and got the babe. So God came, died for the world just because he wanted to get me. Are you saying this? Died for the land just to redeem the babe. Matthew chapter 1. I'm done. This is the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David. 
the son of Abraham. Next verse. And the book, verse 2. And Abraham begot Isaac. And Isaac begot Jacob. And Jacob begot Judah and his brothers. Continue. Judah begot Perez and Zerah of Tamar. Perez begot Hezron and Hezron begot Ram. Next verse. And Ram begot Aminadab. And Aminadab begot Hashron. And Hashron begot Salmon. Watch this. And Salmon begot Boaz of Rahab. So even this Boaz is a son of the prostitute Rahab. They didn't mention his father's name because they didn't know his father because of the kind of institution the mother was involved in. So they said the son of Rahab. And that Boaz begat Obed by Ruth. And Ruth begat, Obed begat Jesse. Jesse begat David. That's where Jesus came from. I hope with these few words of mine. So all that real deal was God was trying to send the first king's man to be opportunity to give birth to Sire the Messiah. But he lost it because he wanted to keep his integrity. But the grace of God knows no boundaries. His acceptance sees no imperfection. It looks to me that the more promiscuous you are, the more grace God releases to you. Because this is the promiscuity of God's grace. It just looks like God, Jesus, just likes to be promiscuous with his grace. can flirt with anybody. Maybe because his grandmother was one. And said, since you know how to do this thing to everybody, when I come in my grace, I'm going to give it to everybody. Good, bad, ugly, Jew, Gentile, straight, twisted. I don't care who you are. The grace of God can reach you. I'm going to find you. I'm going to come after you. You don't have to be perfect. If this Bible was written by 2022 pastors, they would have edited Rahab from it. They would have edited this kind of stories from it. But the stories are there just to show us that God is in the business of moving within perfect people the people the stone that the builders rejected the ones that society has written off those are the ones that god he said this is my temple for you have this treasure in ending verses that the excellency will not be of the vessel but to be of god and i'm not ashamed of your mess i'm not ashamed of your divorce i'm not ashamed of your promiscuity i'm not ashamed that you had a child out of wedlock i'm not ashamed that you are called a setting them in society but if you can give me your heart i will jump into it and i will make a message out of a mess i will bring power out of your pain i will bring purpose out of your persecution i will bring a message out of a mess i will bring our glory out of your story i will change your misery to become ministry because i am in the business of turning everything around for your good look at you they laugh at you because they thought you you are you're good for nothing you are Girl, or they call you all kinds of things, but those names are 
the names that qualify you for the grace of God, for the grace of God, for the grace of God, that aggressive forgiveness of God that didn't make Jesus choose Esther, who was the chaste girl, that didn't make Jesus choose, but chose the prostitute to jump in that genealogy because your sin cannot cancel grace. It is his grace that will cancel your sins. I don't know who you are in this room. I came to present to you the real deal of salvation, the real deal of the aggressive forgiveness of God. I do not care how bad you think your life has been if Jesus steps into your life. Everything will remain whole. I don't know whose word this is. 